0: All this morning, great to have you here. I want to say welcome to those of you watching online. My name is Justin Ross, lead pastor here at Grace Church. And, uh, man, wasn't that story from Taylor Horse just powerful? That was amazing. And when we sang about death being arrested, you know, um, the story of life changed. The story of someone's life who has been transformed, who has been changed. I mean, there's no greater story. There's no greater example of the power of Christ and a changed life, and I really appreciate Taylor just being willing to share his story with us this morning. Um, we are in part two of a series called "Can We Trust the Scriptures?" And before we jump into the scriptures this morning, I want to I want to do something that I believe is very biblical, and I think that is going to encourage um, us. And um, and we're going to ask God for His healing power. I want to read um, a verse or two out of the Book of James. And uh, it says this, it says in James chapter 5, verse 13, it says, Are any of you suffering hardships? You should pray. Are any of you happy? You should sing praises. Are any of you sick? You should call for the elders of the church to come and pray over you, anointing you with oil in the name of the Lord. Such a prayer offered in faith will heal the sick and the Lord will make you well. This morning, I wanted to just pray for one of my buddies, Tyler Wonderling. Um, you know that Tyler was involved in a horrific car crash over a month ago. Gosh, it's probably getting closer to two months now. And he's going to be going back to Flagstaff. They found that there might be an infection um, in his lower back. And so they asked for prayer, and I thought, man, what greater way and to practice the teachings of Scripture, and to pray over Tyler. So I couldn't think of a better way to start the service this morning. So if you are part of the elder team, if you're an elder couple, and you're in this room, I'm going to ask if you would stand up and just go back by Tyler and um, just stand by him. And uh, I'm going to pray for Tyler this morning, and we're going to ask for God's healing. And... Uh, we're going to just uh, trust that God is going to um, heal you, Tyler. Right? If you guys would, join me in prayer. If you want to join in just by lifting your hands towards Tyler and just letting him know that, man, you are asking for God's healing in your heart and mind as well, that would be awesome.
1: Father God, we're trying to honor
0: your scriptures this morning. You said in your word, if if you are sick, you should call for the elders of the church to come and pray over you. Lord, we're praying over Tyler this morning, and we're asking, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, through the power of your Holy Spirit, that you would heal Tyler's body. Lord, if there's any infection in his body, that you would take this infection out. Father, I pray, Lord, that... uh, even today he would just begin to feel better he would begin to heal i pray that he wouldn't even have to go to flagstaff again lord but if he does i pray that you would give the doctors wisdom to give him the treatment to give him the help that he needs father i pray that tyler would just feel love and support and uh, and what he went through is just uh, horrific and i just pray that he would not only receive the physical healing god but i pray that emotionally Physically, spiritually, Lord, in every way, you would um, bring healing into his life.
1: We just we ask this in faith, in Jesus' name. Thanks, church. Yeah, I think we could uh, probably just say Amen and be done. But no, I got to preach a
0: message. All right. Um, we're in part two of this series called Can We Trust the Scriptures? And last Sunday was, a, was an awesome Sunday. We got to baptize Andrew in the uh, Animus River. We uh, um, had our first church uh, service um, at the Wild Horse last Sunday night. It went really well. We had about 30 people that came to that. Um, we got to celebrate some decisions that young people made at camp. And by the way, at the end of the service today, you're going to watch a video I'm highlighting uh, the kids' camp experience. It's really, really a fun video. You're going to enjoy it. But we had we had a lot of fun last week. And last week we talked about how God makes Himself known to you and me. How God reveals Himself to you and me. And we learned that God reveals Himself to us through general and special revelation. General revelation is creation. General revelation is common grace, which common grace is like the air that we breathe. It's Gravity that's holding us on this rock that's circling the sun, you know. Common grace is God's kindness poured out on everyone. Even those that would raise their fists in the face of God and curse God, God still is kind to them and gives them air to breathe. That's common grace. You can look up into the stars. I I stopped on my way to church and took a picture of the the mountains in the sky because it was just so beautiful. Like, that's common grace. Special revelation is God revealing himself to us through the scriptures. God chose to speak, and he spoke through the scriptures. And God uses words to make himself known to us. So without the scriptures, we wouldn't know the story of Jesus Christ. Without the scriptures, we wouldn't know that Jesus lived a perfect life. Uh, We wouldn't know the story that Jesus was brutally put to death on a cross. Uh, We wouldn't know that three days later, Jesus rose again from the dead, conquering death, hell, Satan, and the grave. Without the scriptures, without special revelation, we wouldn't know the story of Jesus Christ. So this morning we're going to talk about who wrote the Bible. Who was it that wrote the Bible? And you might be saying, Justin, why are we spending a whole Sunday, you know, on this? Like, what's so, what's the big deal? What's so important about this? Is because there's a lot of people who would say that the scriptures, the Bible, is just a big conspiracy. There's people would say that, oh, there's just some some people that conspired and they made up this story that's lasted over two thousand years, which is kind of incredible. But anyways, they conspired. And they made up this story because they wanted power. They wanted to control people. They wanted to make a lot of money. And so I believe it's very important to know who wrote the Scriptures and why it was written and how it was put together because either it is a big conspiracy or it's the truth that will save your soul. It's a big deal.
1: It matters. It's important. So let's
0: dive right in. Who wrote the Bible? Who wrote the Bible? The Bible was handwritten by human authors under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit of God. So human authors that wrote uh, the writings of Scripture, they include kings, philosophers, fishermen, scholars, statesmen, poets, even a doctor named Luke, and even common people, common peasants. Um, contributed to the writings of Scripture. The Bible includes history and sermons, letters, songs, poetry, even some love letters. The Bible includes a ton of amazing detail. The Scriptures include genealogies and family trees, travel journals, population statistics, legal documents, architectural specifications. Incredible historical detail is contained in the Scriptures. And even there's inventories of some of the past kingdoms' wealth. There's inventories of kingdoms contained in the Scriptures. There's no other book like the Holy Bible. There's no other book like the Scriptures because the Bible was written by both God and man. It's incredible. Now, you need to understand that the Bible was not co-authored. Okay? It wasn't God and humans sharing ideas or kind of bouncing ideas off of each other, and God was like, Yeah, that's that's good, write that. And and you know, they weren't co-authoring the book. Instead, God supernaturally prepared the authors of the Bible. Jeremiah, one of the prophets in Jeremiah chapter one and verse five, he said this. He's, he said, I, speaking of God, knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. Isn't that incredible? Before you were born, I set you apart, Jeremiah, and appointed you as my prophet to the nations. God was preparing Jeremiah before he was even born to speak on God's behalf. Once again, God supernaturally prepared the authors of the Scriptures. So human authors They wrote, they they penned, you could say, the pages of scriptures, and they used their own personalities, their own circumstances, you know, the, the lens that they were seeing through. But what's so miraculous about this is the things that they wrote were the very words of God. Incredible. Listen to the words of Timothy. Timothy he was an understudy, you could say, uh, to the Apostle Paul. Remember, the Apostle Paul referred to Timothy as my son in the faith. And Timothy ended up writing some pages of Scripture, specifically First and 2 Timothy. Timothy said this in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 and 17. He said, all Scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. God uses it, uses it, the Scriptures, to prepare and equip His people to do every good work. So God supernaturally spoke through the writers of Scripture. God inspired them as they were writing. God was speaking through them as they wrote. And they wrote in such a way that we can know God's glory. They wrote in such a way that we are able to come to the knowledge of salvation, which is the gospel or the good news of Jesus Christ. We can come to the knowledge of salvation because of Scripture. So over 40 different authors, writers contributed to the writings of Scripture. So over 40 different people contributed to the writings over a time period of 1600 years, 1600 years, and those 40 different people were on three different continents. And yet the scripture fits together perfectly. It's miraculous. It's 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 amazing. It's unlike any other book in the world. And remember, let me remind you, they didn't have social media. They didn't have email. They didn't have phones. You know, they couldn't pick up a cell phone and call each other and say, hey, what are you writing about in chapter 3 so I can kind of make mine match up with yours? You know, they didn't have that ability. They couldn't conspire with each other about what they were going to write. And yet, the Bible fits together perfectly. I, I want to demonstrate this, okay? I want to try to give an illustration to help us Better understand this to realize how miraculous this is. And either this illustration is really, really going to work or it's going to just go off the rails and, 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 and end in a ball of flames. And so it's going to be fun, all right? Um, <clears throat> so what I, what I need is I need two volunteers. Anybody want to volunteer? Oh, Etz, awesome. Thank you, man. Come on up here, buddy. Yeah. Let's give John a hand. Let's give John a hand. Yeah. Woo! Man, I saw your hand back there. I saw your hand. That's awesome. <laughs> if I could have one more volunteer. Come on up here, John. I actually need you to stand behind this uh, music stand right there, okay? Um, one more volunteer. Oh, Sadie, come on up. Yes, Sadie. That's awesome. Let's give Sadie a hand, all right? Awesome. Okay. Here, here's what you're going to do. I love you guys. You guys are awesome. All right. <laughs> John just had to look like I'm going to kill you. <laughs> all right. So I'm going to ask you to take, you have a, a pen marker, and I'm going to give you two minutes to write down whatever comes to your mind. This is John Eds, by the way. Oh, my gosh. All right. Okay, whatever comes to your mind. All right. Now, I have to remind you, you're in church. All right. All right. So you got two minutes to write down whatever comes to your mind. And then, uh, just so you know, I am going to read what you wrote so everybody can hear. All right. So you got two minutes and it's gonna be on the count of three two one go <laughs> uh, this song playing by the way is like the happiest song on planet I just can't help but smile I don't know that's just me baby and they're both writing a We've got to listen to that song one more time, all right? It's a minute long, so we have to endure that one more time. Here we go. This is the second minute. (laughs) Yeah, you can cheer him on if you'd like. (laughs) I didn't know there was that much in there, John. Put your pens down. All right. Let's give our volunteers a hand, all right? All right. You can go ahead and have a seat. You can go ahead and have a seat. All right? Awesome. All right. Now the question is, is can I read the handwriting, okay? All right. Let me, let me say this real quick. Thank you, John. Thank you, Sadie, for volunteering. Really appreciate it. So here were two individuals in the same church on the same stage writing whatever came to their mind, okay? And let me remind you that we had over 40 different authors that contributed to the writings of Scripture. Over a time period of 1,600 years, this was two minutes, okay? The the writers of Scripture, it was 1,600 years, and they were on three different continents, okay?
1: First one says... Might have to come help me read this. It says uh, five of decayed wells,
0: and is that brothers? Uh, five of decayed wells and bananas. I don't know school and stuff, and monkey John Etz, uh,
1: blah bombers.
0: What was it? Oh, more bananas, more bananas, okay? All right. Thank you, Sadie. Let's give Sadie a round of applause, all right? Is that what you're thinking while I'm preaching all the time? <laughs> it's just monkeys and bananas? All right. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, do I really have to read this? Okay. This is, this is John, by the way. Um, <clears throat> why on earth do I listen to Justin? <laughs> um. I wonder if uh, Steve Basie wants to be here. All right. <laughs> Is Sadie copying me? Um, what's for lunch? Where am I going to go? All right. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. So as you can see, if people just write whatever they think about, it's going to be monkey and bananas and all about lunch. All right. That's what it's going to be about. Over 40 different authors. I know Steve wants to be here, by the way. <laughs> over 40 different authors contributed to the writings of Scripture over a time period of 1,600 years on three different continents. So, so kind of imagine that with me for just a moment. Hey, these were just two individuals standing next to each other. And I know John was copying Sadie, all right? But you have 40 different people. I mean, imagine if there was, you know, five people in Farmington and, you know, um, 10 people over in Montrose, and, you know, there were some in Pagosa, and the rest in, in Cortez, because Cortez really needs Jesus. You know, like, there was a whole lot of people all over the place, and they were writing about anything that came to mind.
1: It would be, it would be madness. It, it would make no sense. It would sound like gibberish, but yet,
0: the Bible fits together perfectly. I'm going to drop some theology on you this morning, okay? And I think this is good for us sometimes, and I'm going to try to keep you uh, with me through this talk. But um, this belief that the Scripture was put together by God is what theologians call verbal plenary inspiration. All right? Verbal plenary inspiration. And I want to break that down to help us understand what that means. The, the Let's break it down word for word. The word verbal means the very words of the Bible. Right? The very words. So I want you to listen uh, to John. Remember, John was one of, of Jesus' best friends. He was a disciple of Jesus. He got to hear and listen and see Jesus do incredible things. But John said this in 1 John chapter 1, verses 1 through 4. He said, we, speaking of all the disciples, and by this time there was a lot of disciples, he said, we proclaim to you the one who existed from the beginning, whom we have heard and seen. We saw him with our own eyes and touched him with our own hands. He is the word of life. This one who is life itself was revealed to us and we have seen him. And now we testify and proclaim to you that he is the one who is eternal life. He was with the Father, and then He was revealed to us. We proclaim to you what we ourselves have actually seen and heard so that you may have fellowship with us. And our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. We are writing these things. Why? So that you may fully share our joy. Three different times John says, We have seen Him we have heard him teach with our own ears and we have touched him. In other words, what John was trying to communicate to you and I is we're not making this stuff up. Like we really saw, we really heard, we really touched. So the very words, okay, verbal, the very words of Scripture were written on purpose to make Jesus known to you and to me. Now the second word, is plenary. Okay, plenary means every part of the Bible or all of it. Now remember, Timothy said all scripture is given by inspiration. So that means every part of the Bible, all of it. So the very words of the Bible, okay, verbal, all of the Bible, plenary, and then we talk about the last word, inspiration. Verbal, plenary, Inspiration. Inspiration means God-breathed or God-inspired revelation. So it means the very words of the Bible,
1: all of the Bible, is God-breathed
0: revelation. That means we can't pick and choose what we like and what we dislike. God didn't give us uh, the Scriptures with a pair of scissors, you know? He didn't say, hey, cut out what you don't like. and and keep in there what you do like. All of it, verbal, okay? Every word, plenary, all of it, is God-breathed revelation. It's all important. It's all true. Now, some of you might be watching online right now, and some of you might be here listening, and you might say, but Justin, does that mean that I have to believe everything in the Bible before I can believe in Jesus? the answer is no. A couple years ago, a friend of mine who didn't grow up in church, he started coming to Grace Church, and he started getting interested about the things of God, and he started um, opening up the Scriptures and reading the Scriptures for himself. And he actually started in, in the Gospels. He read Matthew, and he read Mark, and Luke, and John, and he just couldn't get enough. He was reading day in and day out. He was just consuming it. It was like a sponge, just soaking in the Word of God. And he started reading uh, all through the New Testament, and then he started reading the Old Testament, and I had a chance to talk with him, and I just asked him, I said, what is, what is God teaching you as you read the Scriptures? Like, what are you learning, you know? What do you think about it? And he asked me this question. He said, and God is just kind of blowing me away. The things that I'm reading about Jesus and his life, it's just incredible. I can't believe how incredible Jesus is. But he said, Justin do I have to believe everything in the Old Testament before I put my faith in Jesus? And I said, what do you mean by that? Like, what do you mean by that question? And he said, man, I, I love everything I'm reading about Jesus, but I'm really struggling with some of the stories that I read in the Old Testament. I mean, did Jonah really get swallowed by a big fish? He's like, man, I don't know. You know, like, it's, it just seems kind of crazy. I, I don't know. I'm kind of struggling with that. Did Did, I mean... Like, the Red Sea, did it really part? I don't know. I'm kind of struggling with that. And I looked at him, and I could tell that he was genuinely conflicted by the things that he was reading in the Old Testament. And I said, remember, believing verbal plenary inspiration, I believe every part of the Bible, all of the words, are God-breathed and God-inspired. But I told them, I said, listen, you don't have to understand and you don't have to believe everything you read in the Old Testament to believe in Jesus. I said, start with Jesus, okay? Start with Jesus. Fix your eyes on Jesus. Keep focused on Jesus. And He will show you everything that you need to know. Stay focused on Jesus. He said, I think I can do that. I think I can do that. And to this day and he's still pursuing, he's still following, he's still uh, living for Jesus. You know, a powerful preacher that God mightily used in the 1800s was a man by the name of Charles Spurgeon. He was referred to as the Prince of Preachers. This guy would preach, and lots of people, masses would come to salvation, and he was an incredible preacher, but he said this about the Scriptures. He said, I may know all the doctrines of the Bible, But unless I know Christ, there is not one of them that can save me. And as awesome as this book is, we must always remember its purpose. Its purpose is to point people to the one who saves. Its purpose is to point people like you and me to Jesus Christ any time we use this book for anything other than pointing people to Jesus Christ we have done a horrible disservice to the listeners i, I, I want to read two verses to you out of john chapter 5 john chapter 5 verses 39 and 40 this was jesus teaching and he was actually teaching to uh, some religious people some people that they not only knew the Bible, but they had the Bible memorized. I mean, most of these people had the Old Testament to memory. And so they knew the Bible inside and out. And Jesus was teaching to these religious people. And He said this in John 5, verses 39 and 40. He said, You search the Scriptures because you think they give you eternal life. But the Scriptures point to Me. Verse 40, Yet you refuse to come to Me
1: to receive this life.
0: And the Scriptures point to Jesus Christ. That's the purpose of the Scriptures. So that we will stay focused, we'll stay fixed, that we will abide in Jesus Christ. Sadly, some Christians will demand, they will demand that someone believe everything about the Scriptures. They'll demand that someone believe, you know, their pet little doctrine... They'll demand that someone fall in line before they follow Jesus. Listen, that's putting the cart in front of the horse. Okay? Start with Jesus. Start right there. Stay focused on Jesus. Keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. And Jesus, through His Holy Spirit, will show you everything that you need to know.
1: When we talk about why the authors wrote what they did, now let me remind you, many of the
0: authors of Scripture, they died for what they wrote. Many of them gave their lives because of their belief. It's like, why did they do this? Why did they write this? What was their purpose? I want you to listen to Peter. So Peter's going to tell you from his own uh, words why he wrote what he did. And let me tell you, let me remind you, I guess I should say a little bit about Peter. Peter was uh, kind of a loud, boisterous guy. He was one of the disciples of Jesus. He was the one, remember, when Jesus rose from the grave and, uh, um, you know, the ladies came back and and told the disciples, uh, the men, you know, that he was, that Jesus was alive. They all took off running to the grave, and so John got there and, Couple verses later, it says, "And then Peter, you know, finally showed up." So, so Peter was this guy that was probably a little bit like me—had a little bit of insulation, a little bit overweight, and hates to run. Okay, um, he didn't. He got there slowly. But Peter, in his own
1: words, he said this:
0: Second Peter, chapter one, verses sixteen through twenty-one. For we are not making up. Clever stories when we told you about the powerful coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. We saw his majestic splendor with our own eyes when he received honor and glory from God the Father. The voice from the majestic glory of God said to him, This is my dearly beloved Son who brings me great joy. We ourselves heard that voice from heaven when we were with him on the holy mountain. Verse 19. Because of that experience, we have even greater confidence in the message proclaimed by the prophets. You must pay close attention to what they wrote, for their words are like a lamp shining in a dark place until the day dawns and and Christ the morning star shines in your hearts. Above all, you must realize that no prophecy in Scripture ever came from the prophet's own understanding or from human initiative. Now listen to this next sentence. This is what we're talking about here this morning. He said, no, those prophets were moved by the Holy Spirit and they spoke
1: from God. It's incredible.
0: Listen to a few things that the Scripture says about itself. The Apostle Paul said that the Scripture is the very Word of God. Luke, remember the doctor we talked about? He said that Scripture is all we need to know God. King David said that Scripture is pure and perfect and true and powerful and a lamp to guide our life. The prophet Jeremiah said that the Scripture is food for our soul. Moses said that the Scriptures are not to be taken from or added to. We have the complete revelation of Scripture. Charles Spurgeon, remember that guy I was talking about earlier, the prince of preachers? He said this about the Scriptures. He said, nobody ever outgrows Scripture. The book widens and deepens with our years. I can't tell you. I, there's been times where I've read a section of Scripture, I mean, a hundred times, and on the hundredth and first time, I'm like, wow, I've never seen that. I, I, I've never, I, I didn't catch that the previous times. Like, God is speaking to me in a new way. The Word of God is alive, powerful. This holy book completely, Contains the words of life. It points you to the only one who can save your soul. Jesus Christ. You know what's really, really fascinating to me though? What's really fascinating is some of the most incredible, generous, kind, loving, some of the most incredible people that I've ever met have had an incredible appetite for God's Word. They were in God's Word daily, and you could see God's Word was just transforming them and making them into who they were. But on the flip side, some of the most horrible, deceitful, cunning, some of the most horrible criminals in the history of the world knew a lot about the Bible spent a lot of time
1: in the Bible. You know what that tells me? It tells me this book is a weapon. It is a powerful weapon.
0: And some people have used this weapon to defend, to protect, to fight against injustice, to fight against the enemy. And others have used this weapon to destroy, to cause harm, to uh, uh, expand their own personal kingdom or to uh, get power for themselves or to get riches for themselves. They've used the weapon in the wrong way. So it leads me, leads me to a question that I want you to answer personally, not out loud, just in your heart and in your spirit.
1: I just want to ask you, how are you using this weapon? How are you using it?
0: Do you, do you approach the Scriptures humbly? Like, I, I picture, like, my head down, like, I, I don't really know anything, and God, I need you to show me everything, you know? You approach it with a mindset of, God, you're all-powerful. You you have all wisdom. Like, will you teach me? You approach it prayerfully. God, would you please make yourself known to me? God, I, I desperately need wisdom. Or do you approach it from a completely different way of like arrogance or from a position of you already know? (laughs) For some reason, I mean, you already know more than God. You already know. And so I'm going to approach the scriptures to find verses to prove my point of view. That's what I'm going to (laughs) do. I'm going to pick out a couple verses that I can use to just slash all those people on social media. That's what I'm going to do.
1: Let me ask you another question. Have you, have you ever been trained or discipled on
0: how to use this weapon, on how to study the scriptures? And I think about the apostle Paul. This guy was on the council of the Sanhedrin. He was a Pharisee, which was a very religious, he had incredible knowledge of the scripture and After Paul was transformed by Jesus Christ on the road to Damascus, he spent three years being a disciple, being trained, being taught, being just like sitting at the feet of Jesus. Honestly, this is a guy that probably could have just stepped right in and, ooh, man, he could have done some cool things, but he spent three years just learning, listening, shutting up his mouth, sitting at the feet.
1: Been discipled? Have you been trained? Only you can answer
0: those questions for yourself. You know, last week I, I gave a 30 day challenge, and that challenge was to read a chapter a day for 30 days and just let God's Word cleanse you and wash you. And I encouraged us to start in the book of Proverbs because it's really the book of wisdom, and if there was ever a day that we could use more wisdom, it's today. I just wanted to take a moment this morning to remind you of that challenge. You might be sitting here saying, Justin, I, I wasn't here last Sunday. That's okay. You can start today. Just read a chapter a day, in the book of Proverbs. There's actually 31 chapters. So I'm hoping when you get to chapter 30, you're not going to want to stop because chapter 31 is actually about an incredible woman in the Scriptures. Okay, So um, hopefully you'll keep going, but I want to encourage you to commit Make the decision to read a chapter a day. Let God's Word transform your mind, your heart. Let God, through His Holy Spirit, do what He does. Change you. Change your heart. Change your mind to to cleanse the brokenness within you. Next week, we're going to continue this series. This is a four-part series about why we can trust the Scriptures and Uh, Next week, we're going to talk about why some books were not accepted, or why some books were not put into the uh, Scriptures. A lot of questions about that. We're also going to talk about whether or not uh, the Scriptures contain errors or contradictions. And then we're going to finish up this four-week series talking about why there's so many different translations out there. So I I, I don't think you're going to want to miss. I think it's going to be important for you to know how to use this weapon in a God-honoring way, in a way that loves God and loves people well. I think you're going to want to use the weapon in the right way.